Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. Hello listeners. We have a special program for you today on PICCO Happenings. We will be talking about a two-year long project that showcases the bravery and resolve of Pennsylvania County students during a difficult time in Virginia's history and prior to racial integration. The project is called Freedom of Choice, and in addition to a dedicated group of committee members, also included the assistance of the Pennsylvania County Library. The project culminates in February with plaque dedications at each of the county's four high schools, and we will provide more information at the end of the program about those ceremonies. The Pennsylvania County Freedom of Choice project calls upon the experience of black students during the Freedom of Choice era in mid-1960s Virginia. Freedom of Choice evolved from the landmark 1954 Supreme Court decision, Brown v. Board of Education, which declared that segregating students in public schools based on race was unconstitutional. However, rather than integrate its public schools, Virginia instead instituted what was called Freedom of Choice, which allowed black students to enroll in a white school if they so desired. Few students made that choice. In 1968, the U.S. Supreme Court rejected Virginia's policy of freedom of choice. Beginning in the fall of 1969, Pennsylvania County's public high schools became fully integrated. Elementary schools were integrated during the 1970-71 term. This project, which began in 2022, sought to record the stories of Pennsylvania County students who braved the color line during freedom of choice. The narratives now being recorded and compiled will be available at the Pennsylvania County History Center by the end of February. So to tell our listeners about this project today is Marty Richardson, Chairperson of the Freedom of Choice Committee and Pennsylvania County Library Director Rhonda Griffin. Both Richardson and Griffin have been deeply involved in bringing this project to completion. So welcome, ladies, to the program. Hello. Thank you for having us. Um, So a little bit about yourselves, just to let our listeners get to know your voices. Margie? Hello, I'm Margie Richardson, and I am a um, student of the Pennsylvania County Schools, not of the Freedom of Choice era, but uh, was affected deeply by um, the history of it. I'm a substitute teacher at Chatham High School, so we were sitting around talking one day, and one of the teachers brought up the subject, and he said he had had a conversation with a teacher that was uh, in that era, and uh, how he felt when he saw two or three blacks getting off of the bus at Chatham High School. And this bus was loaded with all white students, and uh, two or three blacks came off the bus. So he felt for them, and he stated, they are really some brave people to um, take on this challenge. And he always thought that these people should be recognized and how uh, it was a big part of the Pennsylvania County educational history. And it struck me, so he said, do you know of any way that we can recognize these students? We, we kind of played around with it, and the next year, he came up to me again. He said, did you ever think of anything to do? He said, uh, the teacher is getting older, and he's, it is weighing on him to do this project. And what teachers are we talking about here? This is one of the um, white teachers that was at Chatham High that day when he saw those students uh, that first year mm-hmm. uh, uh, get off the bus. And I hope 
they don't mind, but his name was Mr. Wyatt, I think I'm correct. And uh, he kept asking if someone would do that. And he's getting older and he's getting his memory loss. And we really wanted to try to do that just so he would know Mm -hmm. that his wish was coming true. Okay. And Rhonda, how did you get involved in this project? Well, part of the library's mission is to keep the local history and, and store local history records for the whole camp, for the whole county. So Lisa Toot, my predecessor, mm-hmm. the previous library director, um, she was involved with this project, trying to get the histories and the narratives, which we hope to put on record and keep at the History Center so that future generations can find out this important missing history in our county. Okay. So I, Margie did explain a little bit how this got started. So once you decided to embark on this project, then what did you all do to get it going? Well, as a member of the uh, Pennsylvania County branch of the NAACP, we thought we could come under that, our education committee, and we thought we could start the project. Mm -hmm. But little did I know that it was going to take so long. But we started in October of 2022. That was our first meeting. And I made a few phone calls to a couple of people that I thought could help me on the project. So we ended up with the committee a hard-working, dedicated committee, and we've been meeting, as I said, for two years, and we set a date for this year to uh, do the unveiling and get the project completed because this will be the uh, anniversary of Brown versus Board of Education. Oh, you're right, 1954. Yes. So how many years is that? I'll do some math here. Oh, God. 50 or 60. 60, mm-hmm. no, 70 maybe. 70. Yeah, 70. So, um, and February is Black History Month, so we just set that date. Yeah, that's we've a, been working towards this ever since, diligently. We meet once, maybe twice a month, and everybody has really worked so hard um, to gather the information that we need to put this uh, program on. Yeah, that's actually perfect timing, isn't it? Yes. How did you find the students who actually did that, made that choice at that time? A couple of the students were among the group that we were talking about at Chatham High that day that we started the conversation. Oh, really? Yes. A couple of them are are teachers and teacher aides, and we have made full circle back around. So uh, we knew a little bit about it. So we began to to hash and throw things out there. And um, we decided the best way to do it to find out more uh, of the names was to get the yearbooks. Oh, yeah, that's that's logical. Yeah, each of the four county high schools. So we um, contacted some of the libraries there at the schools, and some had the yearbooks and some didn't. So um, we had to reach out to the Star Tribune, and we made a few ads and put out some uh, questions, some of the uh, viewing audiences, and to help us find these yearbooks, mm-hmm. and uh, went to the school board office, of course. They they put out, they helped real, a whole lot getting us those yearbooks. Did they still have Did they still have them? They have some, but they didn't have all that we needed. Okay. How many years are we talking about here? We're talking about uh, about five years, uh, 65 through 69. Okay. And uh, it, was, it was challenging. We were... We hit a snag there for a while. But uh, all of a sudden, someone called in and said that they would loan their yearbooks to the library 
for our, our use. Mm-hmm. And of course, they were um, some of our white citizens, some of our white um, students, because we had decided that back in that day, we were sharecroppers' children. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we, we were fortunate enough to graduate, but we didn't have the funds. We didn't have money to buy the yearbooks. So hardly any of us had our yearbooks. Oh, really? And, uh, so we had to cry out hard for these books. And once we got the books, we copied the names and got accounts and went ahead with the production of the plaques. Wow. And and you also recorded the stories of these students? We have some narratives while we were waiting for the books itself. We gathered some narratives from, from the ones that we knew, ourselves, personal, and we got we got quite a few testimonies and mm-hmm. interviews and experiences. As I said, it just got so interesting that everyone that started out with us got so involved and they stuck with us. And everybody did a great uh, job. We reached out for a representative from each school, mm-hmm. each of the four county high schools. We found someone to represent that school, and they were in charge of bringing in other people. Okay. So we have a, a, a good good size group. Now, is that the members of the committee? Yes, the members of the committee. Uh, as you all see, I hope you see and will see the flyers that have been made, compliments of our library. The committee is on our flyer, mm-hmm. and so we're fortunate to have Miss Ann, Elizabeth Ann Mayo, Fitzgerald. She was Fitzgerald in school, and uh, she is now employed by Chatham High School, so she was one of the originals. Okay. Uh, Mr. Michael Brown, who was the teacher that brought us the story of Mr. Wyatt. Mm -hmm. So he's very much in on that original uh, meeting, first meeting we had. Uh, Reverend Reginald Carter is representing Tomster District. Okay. Mr. Glenn Miller is representing Gretna. Also, Henry Myers represents Gretna. Uh, Miss Brenda Carter, which was a teacher aide at Chatham High School in that original conversation, she is representing Tomstow High School, from which she graduated. And we have Reverend Raymond Ramsey, who is representing Chatham High School with me. Myself, Margie Richardson, I did not attend Chatham High. I had to uh, go to Gretton High. But uh, by me working there at the school now, I am helping to represent Chatham High School. I think we should probably insert in here that at this time, there were two black high schools. Only two black high schools. One was on the northern end of the county. The other was on the southern end of the county, which was Northside High School and Southside High School. So when we split uh, the county, you know, half went one way and half went the other way. But uh, back further than that, there was only one black high school, which was Northside High School, mm-hmm. in the northern end of the county. And these students from over in Ringo, 360, Danville even, they were transported over to Gretna to school, which became a very uh, trying suffer suffering error because the buses were packed. Yeah, it's uh, a long if, ride. Yeah, a long ride. And if there were buses, they were kind of privately owned because the county did not supply the buses at that time. It has been a suffrage, but we have overcome, and we want the uh, education educational history of Pittsburgh County to be known that this is how far back we came from. Mm-hmm. So all of those discussions were uh, happened in our meetings. All right, I want to continue with the committee. Uh, Mrs. Walter Keyes, Miss Marion Keyes, 
which is a very, very uh, good source of information. She is on our committee. Mm-hmm. We just love her. She's so dedicated. Calvin Yarborough, which is a representative of Tonsil High School, he lives away, but he would he would come in uh, weekly to help us get this uh, project started. Mrs. Elma Patrick Lane, who is from Manara, she was my second grade teacher, and she is still hanging really? with me. Yes. Wow. So she's representing the Gretna District. And uh, uh, Lisa, we're so proud of her, and she got us started and helped us out so much, such as Rhonda. And she left us Rhonda, so we really, really <laughs> wanted to include her in this committee. And last but not least is Miss Gail Brakely, and she is representing Dan River. Uh-huh. So we, we're very proud of our committee and the work that we've done. And as you see the flyers, um, our reward will be if you can come out and help us celebrate these great students. Yes, we will give the dates and the times and how to RSVP and all that at the end of the program. Thank you. Margie and Rhonda, do you remember any particular stories that you heard that were particularly interesting or inspiring? All of them are very interesting. What what we started with was an, an um, questionnaire that uh-huh. we sent out to the ones that we could get in touch with mm-hmm. to see what they had to say. And they, they were... Um, they responded. Uh-huh. Um, several said that it was mostly the distance that they had to uh, ride the bus to get to uh, their school when there was a school right there at them. And most of them had the uh, same answer. <laughs> their parents made them go. I was going to ask, did they make this decision or did their parents? Their parents made them go. So, And, and they asked no questions at that time. Whatever your parents told you to do, you did it. And the parents say they did it because they wanted them to have a great, better education. And um, it's a life lesson. Mm-hmm. And to learn things of the world, to get outside and, and experience. They wanted them to experience. And they pushed us to succeed. So they believed in us more so than we did ourselves as students. So they believed and pushed that we could comp- accomplish this goal. Yeah. And we did. So as you listen to these stories... What were any particular, besides the distance, hardships that they had to overcome? Can you kind of give us some examples of that? Um, One of the stories I remember is one of the proms was actually canceled because they were afraid that there might be interracial couples that go to the proms. I believe the Tunstall prom was actually canceled that that first year, right, right before integration. And so there was just a lot of stories that that they shared of, of different different events that happened while they were going to school. Some good, some bad, and just about everybody said, you know, there were some teachers that kind of helped out and other students that helped out, but but it was challenging for them, and and this is a history that we need to have on record. Oh, yeah, definitely. So can you tell me, or tell our listeners, why you all believe that, that recording these stories is important going forward? As it is with any history, history is important by itself. All history is important. And we felt like Mr. Wyatt, he was about, about nine years old, and we, the students, were 70 and, and on up. So um, we just felt strongly that if we did not capture this history, mm-hmm. that it would be lost. And anything, if it does not come from the, the, the mouth itself, the person itself, then it's hearsay. And we did not want that in our history. We wanted the uh, original 
experiences, the original uh, write-ups, narratives that we got. Mm -hmm. So um, even that day, we will be taking testimonies, narratives, and experiences will be taken that day also. Oh, so after we, at the end of the program, give the dates and times and so on, people who may have been part of this but didn't know about this project can go and, and tell their story. And so how, how is that done? Do you record them and, and then transcribe it, or how does that work? So right now we have written narratives. Um, we are going to video. We, we received a grant. I'm going to start this here. We received oh, yeah. a grant from the Danville Regional Foundation. Um, they have been very helpful, very supportive of this project. So they provide, they're providing funds for the plaques and for the ceremonies, and we really hope everyone can come out. But in addition to that, they're also providing funds for a videographer who can come and video the ceremony, which we will be able to keep at the History Center, and also be able to talk specifically with people who can come to the ceremony and get their stories right then and there. So we'll have that videoed and saved at the History Center in addition to the written narratives that we've taken. Okay. And what will be on these plaques, Margie? Can you tell me? The plaques will entail the names of those students, uh, maiden names, and uh, the way we got it in the yearbook. We will have the, the uh, school. We won't do as much of the year as specifically the year that they graduated or attended. And, and let me add, this is for students that attended, whether you graduated or not, whether you uh, went one year or not. We are uh, going to recognize, if your name is anywhere in that yearbook, we want to recognize you. We had to reach out and we had to search out of town. So we know that there are people that live out of town. So if you're in, in get this information, and if you would pass it on or call someone or contact uh, your family members about this program and how deeply we want to recognize and hear the stories of these students, we certainly would appreciate it. Okay, so the plan is to compile all this information and store it at the History Center, which is in Chatham? Yes, yes. It'll be right there at the train depot in Chatham at the library. Okay, and and, and so folks will easily be able to go in there and, and access it? Yes, we're open. The, the That branch of the library is open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 2. So anyone will be able to come in and read the narratives or watch the videos. Oh, wow. Okay. Also, we're hoping that uh, maybe some uh, vacation Bible school classes, some youth classes, some church uh, youth programs will come and get these programs and introduce their um, their, their youth to this uh, research mm -hmm. and this uh, project because it's really to show that education needs to be appreciated how hard it was and what a struggle it was at the beginning and the way it looks now, it's it's lost. And we want to want them to know so maybe they could appreciate a good education. It just occurred to me, do y'all have any um photos from that time? Um yearbook photos, maybe a, like clubs or something that showed the, the students who partic maybe participated in other activities? Unfortunately we do not because the yearbooks that were loaned to us were um, prized possessions, mm -hmm. and they were not willing to let us keep them. So um, maybe the videographer can take the pictures that we have gathered and uh, that they have loaned us mm -hmm. the books, and they can copy what was in the book, but we will not have uh, pictures, okay. only, only the yearbook okay. information. 
Now, on the plaque itself, the plaque will read uh, a caption in the middle saying how um, why we're recognizing these students. And then there will be a picture of the school itself mm-hmm. in one corner and the name of the school in the other corner. So the plaque that hangs in the lobby of each of the four county high schools mm-hmm. will have that um, the same index on both sides and on all four plaques. Well, I guess we will give out the information because I know you all are out there probably don't want to go see this now. So for those of you who want to honor these students who paved the way for integration during the Freedom of Choice era, you can attend these ceremonies. The first will be held at Gretna High School on February 3rd at 9.30 a.m. This is a Saturday. Yes, And it's followed by a second unveiling at Tunstall High School on the same day, February 3rd at 1.30 p.m. Okay, moving on later in the month, a ceremony will be held at Dan River High School, and it will be Saturday, February 17th at 9.30 a.m., and this will be followed by a ceremony at Chatham High School at 1.30 p.m. And to RSVP, because there will be refreshments, um, and they want to get a, get a head count, um, you can call 434-429-4030 or 434-203-3460. Six six or four three four two five zero four zero two one, and if you're listening and you were one of those students and just hearing about this for the first time, please come forward because I know they would love to add you as a part of this project. Um, I also want to add. I mean, we would love to have anyone who attended and get the narratives, but this is open to anyone. So we we invite everyone to come and attend. Just RSVP so we have a head count, but. As Margie was saying, this is a pivotal moment moment in our county's history. So it, it is important that to understand that previous generations had to fight to learn to read and to fight for their education. So it, it would be important for anybody to witness. So we really hope everybody can attend. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope that, you know, people listening are intrigued by this and will come to these ceremonies. And thank, thank you, you for doing this project. I mean, I know it was a lot of work. Thank, thank you, you for so having us. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.